five, four, three, two, one. All right. All right, gentlemen. Got all four of us here tonight. All four horsemen. We had only three last week. We got all four tonight. T-Rock uh, couldn't make it last week, but uh, ready to rock tonight. So yes, sir. I know you'll be uh, bringing the heat. So we got a lot to talk about. We could easily spend a day or two talking about last weekend's games. Yep. And, and in some ways, we probably already have. But... <laughs> <laughs> But I think uh, I think the first thing is, you know, first, incredible slate of games, right? I mean, some of the best playoff games you'd ever want to see. Again, we all know the NFL is not rigged. Thankfully, none of us have to worry about that. But not man, at all. it is impressive that somehow they're able to not engineer these incredibly <laughs> close playoff games every single year that are just incredible and keep you watching up until midnight if you have to it doesn't matter yeah, so sure kudos to the nfl for constantly figuring out how to to get lucky i know we're not going to recap last week's games but can we just celebrate tom brady's performance uh just really enjoyed it it brought so much joy to my soul uh, to see him look like a 78-year-old man out there. Like, it was Oh, fantastic. boy, he I loved did. It. He did. Boy, that's what happens when you don't have an offensive line and you are 45 yeah. years old and you can't move around. That's what happens. Or an encouraging yeah. wife, uh, apparently. So. Or an encouraging yeah. wife, yeah. <laughs> You're unable to step up in a pocket because you are too old to literally step up into a pocket. That's what happens. Things yeah. get bad. Thanks, get that. <laughs> the walleye vision set in uh, for that's sure. That's right. Yeah. You didn't want any. Uh-uh. All right, guys. So let's talk a little bit about this upcoming weekend. Uh, it's been a good, good, been a good slate of games so far, and now yeah. I have no reason to believe that this weekend won't be as well. We're going to start off with the first game of the NFL weekend. This is going to be Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs. Gentlemen, what say you? Who wants to take legend, this Legend, legend versus legend. That's right. <laughs> generational talent versus <laughs> generational <laughs> talent. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The golden arm. But you don't know which one I'm talking about. Oh, not at all. Versus the not golden hair. Golden <laughs> yeah. Yeah, more like it. Yeah. Uh, Jacks so are currently getting uh, eight and a half. Is that, does that sound uh, sound right yep. to everybody? Yes. Eight and a half. Okay. It's a lot. Eight and a half. That's a lot. That's a, uh, yeah, eight and a half is a, is a lot, but man, that's going to, I mean, they got their hands They've got their hands full playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they sure do. They sure do. The Chiefs are not the Chargers, right? We can Chief, say that Chiefs for are. sure. They are now defensively. the The Chiefs are 18th against the pass, so they're middle of the pack. So there's definitely chances that uh, Golden Arm can, uh, you know, <laughs> can can just throw his way into the AFC Championship game. But uh, yeah, has there been a quieter MVP? 
than we've seen this year with Patrick Mahomes. I feel like nobody is talking about Patrick Mahomes. Maybe they are, and I'm just not listening. But I thought you were going to say Trevor Lawrence there. Oh, yeah. No. Patrick Mahomes first in passing, 5,250 passing yards. He's first in touchdowns with 41. First in QBR, whatever you think about QBR, he's first in it. I don't know that we've ever seen a more quieter MVP race than than the one we've seen. You know, it was Tua, it was you know, Josh Hurts. Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Mahomes just quietly, without Tyreek, just put up, I, I mean, superstar level numbers that you would expect of him. So no reason to think he won't continue on with that. Um, Travis Kelsey, 110 yards this year, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. Juju Smith-Schuster probably uh, managed to get himself a little bit more money uh, come next year, um, almost 1,000 yards, not quite. But the the player that is – he signed in 2021, goes on the IR, ends up playing against the Steelers in the um, playoff game, and, and just – quietly had a phenomenal year as a running back, but as a receiving running back was Jarrett McKinnon. That dude, mm-hmm. nine touchdowns. Every other game, like it just felt like every single game, Jarrett McKinnon was catch, catching a touchdown pass. So <laughs> this is going to be tough sledding for the Jags. Uh, um, I mean, but, you know, it, it. who knows this? I, I don't even know what to say when anymore. you're going against the Chiefs no matter what. But Always. It, it's in yeah, the Jags. The Jags are resilient. I'll say that. <laughs> Welcome. They're they're young enough, and uh, I think just ignorant enough to think that they could go and get this thing out. And thank you, right? You know, we can say whatever we want about uh, Trevor Lawrence, and and I think we all like that arm was kissed by leprechauns. Like he is obviously, you're not going to see a guy throw the ball like he is uh, ever again. And so just enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy it. If you're the Jags too, man, you got a heck of a coach and you got a coach with a ton of experience. And when he's able to come in with postseason experience and get that team ready, I mean, you know, we've talked about it before, but it's why they didn't panic against the Chargers. They were dead and buried and they didn't panic. And that's, that's a coaching situation. And that's, that's the difference now. Of course, there's no mismatch as it pertains to coaching when you go up against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Andy Reid is as good as there's ever been. So, they, they lose that advantage. Now it's going to have to go player for player. And, and talent-wise, the Chiefs are the, clearly the better team yeah. uh, and the better pedigree. But, again, Jacksonville, they're, they're, a, gutsy, they're a gutsy team, man. They, they, they're scrappy. They don't, they don't give up. Well, Baltimore so, was able to have a game against Cincinnati because they were able to keep Burrow off the field. Yeah. I mean, these monster drives, just, just time-eating drives that we kept them off. Jacksonville can't do that. Uh, they're not going to be able to do that. But, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Trevor still had a good year. He's thrown for 4,100 yards. He has 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. It's a respectable year. So we give him a hard Very time, so. but it's a respectable year. Very much so. Yeah, yeah the, the, the way I see, the, you know, this game, it's going to, you know, it could be close for maybe for one or two quarters, and then, you know, Jacksonville is just going to do what it is, or excuse me, uh, Kansas City is just going to do what it is that they do. Uh, you know, you, you can't you can't cover Kelsey. You just can't do it. Um, and I just, you know, in the end, you know, he once again will assert himself in that ball game. Um, you know, and, and like you were saying with McKinnon, he just scores in bunches. He yep. ended up with nine because it was like, you know, one game he'll have two. Next thing you know, <laughs> you know, then you'll miss a game, and then next game he'll have two more. So that's how his scoring and his offense went for, you know, for him this season. Um, so as far as the, the Jags and, and Chiefs are, are concerned, 
Um, yeah, it's it's. I believe it's going to be all KC. And you know, to to piggyback on what you were saying, Jeff, um, Mahomes had a very quiet MVP type year because I think we're falling into the situation, um, which I know all of us are huge fans of of a guy. I don't know if you remember him from Chicago. Um, he's number twenty three. He played for the Bulls. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know you're talking Jordan, about. Michael Jordan, I think the Jordan, J is, uh, yeah. is yeah. Elton Brand. Yeah. Swedish. Yeah, something like that. Swedish, um, yeah. You know, people get tired <laughs> of that one person that always is great, right? Yeah. And LeBron James right now, you know, yeah. I know you guys feel about him, but people get tired of giving the person that's probably well-deserving of the MVP. So when a person like Jalen Hurts came into the scene, which we'll, we'll be talking about him later, um, yeah is like, you know, every every all the eyes now have shifted over to him. Josh Allen had a good year. So now that's why, you know, in 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 my thinking, Mahomes has a quiet, you know, has had a quiet MVP year just cuz what yeah. he's been doing this for the past 3 4 seasons, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like what else, what else yep. is he going to do? Yeah, right. you take it for that's, granted that's at a I'll certain say. point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. You, you, so it, we all have a tendency to assume certain things, and you assume that Mahomes is an MVP candidate every year. Like yeah. that's just the kind of the standard. So when he does that, it's not impressive to anybody. I mean, now the guy needs to go to six or seven thousand yards before anyone's even going to really pay any <laughs> yeah. attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. And he might do that. He, he might do that, but yeah. but yeah. it's like that's what it takes before you end up being uh, impressed. So T Rock, you so, were getting ready to say something. Well, is this now? Everyone, I'm sure everybody here is picking the Chiefs. But is this a trap game for the We Chiefs? said the same exact thing. Yeah. I said this last week about the Bills and Dolphins. Yep. I said, man, I don't think it's possible, but, boy, that feels like a perfect trap yep. game. I yep. doubt it is now because I don't think the Chiefs could see the like what Jacksonville did, how they won last week, and think yep. of it as a trap game. Right. If they had blown out, if they had just completely destroyed the Chargers, then you would just, okay, Chargers are going to be Chargers. Like, you don't really care. Uh, that doesn't mean the Jags are any good. But the Jags to do what they did, I think, is a, is enough of a wake up call for the Chiefs that it won't be a trap game. That's just my so opinion. Too. Well, and, yeah. and there's a player we don't talk about a lot. I mean, you'll, you're, his name is mentioned, but uh, Christian Kirk is having a fantastic year. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. four catches, yeah. the best year of his career for sure. Eleven hundred yards, and so hey, he, they they paid him. They paid that's him. It. To that's why that. they went and got yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No argument. All right, so. Now we're going to move on. Saturday night. So they're doing two Saturday games. One's at 4.30. The other one is at 8.15 p.m. Saturday, 8.15. Battle of the Northeast, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles. Gentlemen, what say you? Anybody. Uh, Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go, go Eagles. I I mean, let's go guys. I mean, seriously, uh, what the giants did last week, uh, to get, you know, to get into this game, um, you can't underestimate them. There's, there's no way that we're going to sit there and say that they're out of the game, even, you know, for how well, uh, you know, the Eagles are doing. If I'm, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say a couple months ago, we were talking about the NFC East. Um, how many teams from the NFC East are right now in their divisional playoffs right now? There's yeah. three teams that came yeah. out of that division. And we were talking about them trying to say, oh, who's going to be the team that's going to set it out? Philadelphia had set the stage, right? They went on their run. They were ahead of everybody by a mile. Who stays consistent? The Cowboys, the Eagles. 
Now we have a matchup, divisional race, Giants versus the Eagles. Let's go. Like, yeah. I mean, we were kind of making fun of them, and now we have three of those teams in the in the playoffs playing for, for you know, to, for a chance to get into the conference championship game. So all I know <laughs> is that the Eagles, if they stay consistent, do what it is that they're going to do. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts just plays, plays what he's been doing all year. Um, you know, it's been fun. Dable, it's been a magical run. You've done awesome with what you're doing with, with, with Barkley and what you've been able to get out of Daniel Jones. Kudos to you. But right now, this game, it's hard to go up against the Eagles, man. Well, it really is. is uh, you got some health concerns now with, with Jalen, right? So he's playing with a little banged up yeah. through, yeah, a sprained throwing shoulder. And uh, of course, he came out. It, it's so funny when these guys talk about this stuff because he came out today and was like, there's a bounty on me every week. You know, I'm like, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Nobody knew who yeah, you were all, until the beginning. They're always <laughs> gunning for me. I'm Calm like, down. it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, literally, when the I'm, season started, people thought, like, Jalen Hurts is going to be run out of Philly. This was his last yeah. chance. He'd never done it. Now yeah. he's, the, he's the old gunslinger. He's the Duke <laughs> who, get, you know, you can't get him out, you know, out of here. I mean, this new sheriff in town, it just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be your Huckleberry. So I, yeah. I think some of it will will depend uh, on durability for him. Uh, you know, they're going to go as far as he's able to take him in this game, and uh, it can only take one or two really solid stingers uh, in that game if they can't protect him to really change the tide of this thing. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, okay, so then we're going to go to Sunday. They're playing weird, weird times, right? Saturday is four thirty and eight fifteen. Sunday is three p.m. and six thirty p.m. 3 p.m. game is the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Buffalo Bills. What do we got, guys? Bengals, Bills. What do we think on this one? Bengals are getting five. They're both 5-0 and in their last five games. I, I, I don't <laughs> know that you have you – have Outside of rushing, which Josh Allen had 762 rushing yards, Joe Burrow had 257 rushing yards. They each threw for uh, Burrow threw for a little bit more, 400, like 4,400 yards. He had 35 touchdowns. Josh Allen right around 4,300 yards, also 35 touchdowns. Um, th- this is going to be a good, a good game. Uh, Bengals giving up 20, a little over 20 points a game. Bills right around 18 points a game. This is going to be a good, good game. I, I This is a coin flip for me. I mean, the Bills are at home, so I obviously always give the nod to the home team, and I think they'll pull yeah. it out. But, man, it's going to be this, – this might be the game of the weekend, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, this is this is a matchup. It, it really, you know, you think about this game, and, and it's like – these are two – this is a heavyweight fight right here, man. I mean, these are two explosive offenses, talented, stacked rosters. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it should be a really, really good game, and I'm going to be really curious to see how it plays out. Um, and I was a little bit surprised that that's the afternoon game, that they didn't get the evening game. Yeah. They got the 3 o'clock game. So, you know, whatever, but that's a uh, – that's <laughs> it, 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 they're similar teams. This is not this is not a uh, a battle of different matchups. These are the same basic team. And when you look across the board between the quarterbacks, the receivers, the running games, I mean, for everything that you can say about a Jamar Chase, you can probably say about a Stephon Diggs. Yeah. For the things that you can say about a Burrow, you can probably say about a Josh Allen. 
Um, you know, and then, I mean, even, uh, the, the tight ends, I mean, everything really across the board, you have yep. so many similarities here on what these teams can do. Uh, I, I think there it's, it's just going to be a slugfest. Here's what I would say on, on this game. The difference makers between the two is probably going to be at the running back position, right? You laid out tit for tat, every position you can be, yep. but there's, you know, there's not a mix in you know, a Joe Mixon on, on Buffalo's team. They're kind of like a running back by committee. Uh, P. Ryan and, and Mixon, I think I would say, are the, the better matchup going into this game as far as running, back, running backs are concerned. So I think that if they can lean on that, I think that would be the separation between the two. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. This, this should be just a fun let's go offense um, and just, you know, let's, let's have a ball watching these guys go at each other. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what about what about the intangibles here? Because I mean, you got it's going to be all over. You're going to hear it constantly with Hamlin, and oh, know. and he'll be there, right? I mean, he, there's no chance that yeah. he's not at that game. Yeah, yeah. So, he'll so yeah. How how does Buffalo respond? How do you know? How do they play? Given that that's going to be hanging there, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see how how they if they play any different or if it's super emotionally charged. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see how just the vibe of that game is going to be. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a matter of the Bills just withstand or the Bengals withstanding those first that first drive, the first two drives, just withstanding it because you know they're going to be just yeah they're going to be so yeah, hyped. The up energy will up. be high for sure. Yeah, it was just like last week's game. You know, you know we're not going to go back and talk about it, but just the way. You know, we texted about it, just the way the Ravens were able to hold the Bengals on that first drive. They were just throwing it down their throats, and they would yep. just buckle down, and it ended up being a fantastic game. I think that's going to have to be now. The Bengals are going to have to be wearing that shoe where it's, yeah. all right, Ben, don't break. You know, they're going to come out fired up. Just play your game, you know, and and just once we get in, we get to the, you know, get into that 20-yard line area, Buckle down, settle, let them make them settle for field goals. So, yeah, yeah they got to withstand those first couple of drives, I think. Well, it's also really interesting that both teams are coming off incredibly tight games that yeah. they arguably should have lost. So they're, so it's not even like one is coming off of that and the other came off a clean win. They're in such not only similar teams, but they're in identical situations in terms of what they came off of yeah. where they barely managed to get into this situation. And uh, so, you know, last week was a wake-up call for both teams. There's no getting around that. So, yeah, um, yeah. whatever they can do with it from here is, is going to get to be, I think, uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch. I expect that. Yeah. And then we're going to move into the Sunday night game. Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Old school NFL matchup. Dallas Cowboys. San Francisco 49ers. Well, we haven't cared about this game in about 30 years or so. Yeah. And I, now I, it's relevant again. It's been Aikman. I mean, even last, uh, when was it? Uh, whenever the uh, the Bucks were playing, uh, the, the, the Bucks and the Cowboys were playing, and they're throwing back to old clips of, you know, Joe Montana and Steve Young and Troy Aikman. And it's yeah. kind of like, there's not a single thing. <laughs> Like video had just come out of the black and white ages into color. Those are the last video clips that they can show that were relevant for these teams matching up That's in it. important games. Uh, and now, 
that, boy, it, it looks like it could be a battle. If, if Dallas can play the way that they played against Tampa, which is a massive if, because the team that they're playing against, that ain't Tampa. San Francisco 49ers, that ain't the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're a very different team. So I think it's very easy to say, oh, man, if Dallas can do that again. Yeah, they're doing it again against a very different opponent. And it's going to be really interesting to see how both teams match up because they are both very talented, very good teams. There's no doubt on the roster side of things, these are two stacked teams. That's it. Yeah, I think they were – oh, sorry, Joe. No, I was just going to say that I I think with this game, you know, of all the games that we have been talking about thus far – the one common thing that they that all these games have in, have in common are um, head coaches are all offensive minded coaches. Not one of these guys, any one of these coaches uh, out here are from the defensive side of the ball. So obviously we see we see now how everything's flipped and how points, you know, put, you know, running up the score, getting those touchdowns out there is what's happening, and the whole NFL is just changing their mindset on. Now this game is the closest one out of all of them. It's San Fran three and a half minus three and a half. That's close, guys. That's that's a field goal. We're talking yeah. about a field goal right now. Yep. So, um, you know, yes, did we jump in a, t- in, in a time machine? Are we back in 1995? Is that what we're – you know, Fox is in heaven right now. We got, you know, <laughs> America's team and San Fran, the battles right. that we used to have when we were growing up. We would see this every – we couldn't get away from San Francisco and Dallas when we were watching football in the 90s. It was just mm-hmm. that's everybody what everybody wanted to see, and that's what we got. Now we have that matchup again, and in this game, you know uh, – Let's let's be honest. The, you know, for for Dallas on the defensive side of the ball, Tim, you mentioned it the other night when we were texting. That one guy that's in the middle, he's an eraser. He yeah. is he is a difference maker on the defensive side of the ball. Kind of. I'm not. I'm, listen, I'm not going to even go there. You guys know how I love my my beloved Miami Hurricanes. But you guys in Baltimore had a guy that played linebacker for you. That is basically, you know, he was the eraser in his time when he was playing. Ray Lewis was in the ball game. You had to know where he was at all times when you try to do anything offensively because he would set you back. He would he would know what you were doing before you were going to do it. Micah Parsons right now is playing football like as if he is that man possessed and trying to do something out there. Uh, he's the real deal. He's going to be a difference maker out there. But still, I'm sorry. You're not going to sit there and tell me you're going to slow down the 49ers. It ain't going to happen. Well, okay, so so that's the – I mean, we, we've all – Purdy – like this, this will truly show what that man's made of because you're he hasn't. I mean, Seahawks, we love we love our Seattle fan base here, but yeah, there is this is a different defense. So, even if you look at there's like team by team comparison, these are very evenly matched teams, except for points allowed per game. Yep. And Dallas is allowing 14 points a game, San Fran's allowing 23. Is pretty enough to make up a nine-point differential when they're playing just, just you know, average out over the year. Now, the, you know, the, the thing they have going for them is uh, passing yards allowed. Uh, Dallas, three hundred fifty-one yards, you know, a game. So they 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 let you pass on them. So it's just going to be whether or not Purdy can can overcome your Parsons and 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 actually make make some big plays happen. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I think it will. I think the matchup is going to be really interesting because, you know, you look at these teams and, I mean, they want to do similar things. Yeah. Each of them coming into this game is going to want to do similar things. Uh, you know, it's going to be a healthy dose of running the ball. On the Niner side, it's largely going to be Christian McCaffrey. 
on the Dallas side, it sh- should be largely Tony Pollard. It's probably going to be largely Ezekiel Elliott uh, <laughs> or some split, but it really should be Tony Pollard. Um, but, you know, but the idea is, okay, we're both going to run it. We both have strong offensive lines. We both want to push the ball downfield. Uh, and and it's just going to be whoever can really kind of impose their will. I would be shocked if this was a blowout. The only thing that I would be very careful of if I am Dallas is not to come in overly confident because of the type of win you just had. Right? We, we were talking a little bit ago about, you know, I don't think the Chiefs are going to overlook the Jags because they just saw the type of win that the Jags had. Dallas has to be careful that they don't come in uh, overconfident because of the type of game that they just had and feeling like, oh, man, we're, we're uh, the dominant team because you're going to run into a buzzsaw if you come in and you're not prepared from the first snap to go against a strong, strong team. R- real quick, so with what you're saying, two weeks ago, Dallas did what? Going into the playoffs, they looked yeah. horrendous. Horrible. Next thing you know, the worst thing that they did this past weekend was their field goal kicker missed <laughs> four extra points. Doesn't and, seem and and then and then like ESPN, all the all the you know the big talking heads were going, you know, going bananas because now they got America's team, they got their team, and they can talk about them. But which team is going to show up on Sunday? The one that played two weeks ago, or the one that did what they did last weekend? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. and it's true. I mean, because they've shown, unfortunately, you know, I know Dallas fans don't like it sometimes the, the way that I talk about the team, but the reality is they play down to their competition the vast majority of the time, and they find ways to lose games that they should be winning without trouble. And, look, they played a great game against Tampa. It only matters if they can turn around and play an even better game against San Francisco. Yep. You can't take a step back. You need to take a step forward. It won't even be – you can't even do the same because you won't be able to do the same. The things that work for you against Tampa, they're not – they're just not going to work against San Francisco. And the truth of the matter also, uh, you know, I, and I think at this point there's enough evidence to point at this, they're not the same coaches either. Todd Bowles and Kyle Shanahan are not in the same league as as a head coach right now. And so when you look at what's working against Tampa, what adjustments are they making? San Francisco is making adjustments in-game constantly, and, 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 and so what was working for you isn't going to work for you all game. They're going to make the adjustments that they need in order to be able to, to, to turn that against you. They're a really good team. I mean, right this minute, I don't know. San Francisco could possibly be the best team in the NFL. It's very, they would have a strong argument right now to be the best team in football. 100%. And um, and I, and the way you can know is who would who of the teams that are left who would feel confident going into a game against them. I I can't picture anyone feeling very good about going into that game. Not going all. against the Niners. Yeah. The only team that I could see that would feel that way would be um, Kansas City, and that's it. That's the yeah. only team that I would think that would be like okay. Going into this game, I think they actually have a shot to do something. That, that's it. That would be the only ones. Only because I know that it's so hard to stop them offensively. Even yeah. though their defense is as good mm-hmm. as it, it is, that would be the only the only factor in them. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. And it's, you know, this, this game, this game, this Sunday night game is going to be 
it, it has the potential to be at least uh, uh, a really, really good matchup. And when, look, whoever wins that game, I got to feel like they're going to deserve it. And when they then move on from there, uh, you know, it's going to get really interesting beyond this as we start to really see the rest of these, these games shake out. Because when you talk about an AFC championship game, that could potentially, let's assume for a moment that the Chiefs do beat the Jags, right? So, again, we're playing the odds. That's the most likely scenario. Then you're talking about it's either Chiefs-Bengals or Chiefs-Bills in the AFC Championship game. I mean, that is a killer game. That's a killer matchup. They gave on the flip show side, last year. Yeah, and then on the NFC side, I mean, is it the Giants, the Eagles, the, the, the Cowboys, the Niners? I mean, man, all of those, all of those teams... They're physical, like you know that they're, they're, these are physical teams, and particularly what we saw uh, last week from the Giants uh, against Minnesota, they outphysicaled the the Minnesota Vikings. And so, you know, if you can go in and, and be physical in these games, man, I mean, we're, we're really looking at you know some some hard fought games to be able to get to the Super Bowl. Nobody's skating through. The most that you could say is Kansas City, who got a first round bye. And then they played the lowest seeded Jacksonville Jaguars, right? right? That's that they have the easiest, clearest path to the Super Bowl. They should and would be the the most rested as well, and you know, and healthy and everything else. They didn't even have to play their guys at the end of the season, so they uh, they've had a lot of good things happening for them. But outside of that, man, these other teams will have been through wars: the Bengals against the Ravens, the Bills against the Dolphins, uh, the Giants and Vikings. The, uh, you know, again, the, maybe not the Cowboys and, you know, and the Eagles obviously had a first round bye, but they're going to have a tough game, I, I think, against the Giants. And, you know, the Niners are going to be tough. So a Niners Chiefs Super Bowl wouldn't be surprising, would not Sign be surprising. All, all red, uh, you know, that, that could be a that could be a really, really tough, tough, tough matchup. So I'll be I'll be curious to see where it goes, man. I really am. I, the, you know, football been a heck of a season. And man, the playoffs have just so far have not failed to entertain other than maybe that Tampa Dallas game. Uh, but that was entertaining just to watch what happened to Tom Brady and, and see, you know, and, and, and let me ask this. So, so let's transition to this a little bit while we have a little bit of time left in, in, in the show. What do you guys think? Is Brady done? What, what, what's box. your, what's your vote with the bucks? Yeah. Okay. With the bucks. Yeah. What do you He's guys not think? Back what, there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It seemed like he was bidding farewell at his conference, but then you could you may have just been reading into it just because of the situation. But I don't know that I don't remember him ever wrapping up a season like that, like and what he said. But I mean, yeah. nor do I care? I just can't read that dude. He's weird to me. Uh, yeah, for I would sure. Just be glad if he's out, but I, I don't know. Yeah, no. People I are think saying he's going to the Raiders. They're saying I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they said San Fran wasn't out of the question. No, I know. I, I keep seeing that too. That everyone keeps thinking. It, but, they say yeah. Kyle Shanahan really regrets not having signed him a couple of years ago, yeah. and that they could easily see him going there for at least a year. But I'm going, okay, man. What, what are you like? Are you to just amassing end? quarterbacks at this point? Right, what do you to need? What end? You still got Jimmy. You got Trey Lance. You right. now have Brock Purdy, and you're going to bring in Tom Brady. Now, I know we're not going to have all of those guys on the roster going into right. next year, but, man, what a wealth of talent at the quarterback position <laughs> if they also bring in a Tom Brady. Now, the reality, though, and to talk out of the other side of my mouth here, they're not paying any of those guys right now. 
If you look at what Garoppolo is making, look at Trey Lance, look at Brock Purdy. They have no money going out right now at the quarterback position. I don't have Garoppolo's uh, contract numbers in front of me, but it ain't a lot, right? And so, and he's off the books after this season anyway, and should right. be gone. So yep. you look at I got Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. I'm paying those guys absolutely nothing. Brady, I think right now is only like a fifteen million dollar cap hit for the Bucks. So you could get Brady. He would love to come there and, and would probably go for fairly cheap. I bet you could get him. $25 million for one year. And uh, look, I still wouldn't do it if I were them, but I don't think the money will be the thing that prevents them from doing it. I don't know. Well, and so, you look so, at the last game where he, you know, looked, looked rough. Uh, he looked rough, but yeah, he still threw for 4,694 yep. yards this year. Uh, didn't, you know, 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions, completion percentage is still in the top 10. So yeah. you're like, he still, I don't know that he can, I don't know, I don't know later in the season he could keep it up through the playoffs. That might be a little bit harder. But uh, the only thing I'll say to that is it reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger's year um, before last year. If you look at what Brady, like, I, I think he, he threw the most passes in NFL history this year, if I'm not mistaken. I think his his yards were less than six or there were like six or seven yards per per catch. That was a lot what happened with Ben, where Ben threw for like thirty five hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, and you're like, yeah, he still got it. And then the next <laughs> year it was just like, oh, and Brady's doing the exact same thing, getting the ball out the fastest he's ever gotten the ball. A lot of that, most of it is probably He's got no offensive line, so yep. wherever he goes, if he goes, you, you bet it's going to have an amazing offensive line, which San Francisco does. Mm-hmm. 733 look, I mean, I, passes. That's insane. I mean, that team yep. failed him. Like, yep. uh, Look, I'm not a Brady fan by any stretch of the imagination, but they knew what they had, and they knew who they were. And they failed him. Now, you could also say he chose to come back late and you know notify the team late. Sure. And we, that was very sloppily handled. There's no doubt about that. But in general, the team failed him because you have an old, old quarterback who was never athletic to begin with. And the one thing that he needs is time. And it's been shown time and time and time again that if the guy has a solid pocket, a solid offensive line, he's protected, he will find the open man. He will make the play. He still has the arm strength. I mean, you know, we've oh, yeah. seen he can push the ball down the field. There's absolutely no issue with that. So that's normally the first thing that goes is your arm strength, right? So he still has the arm strength. Clearly, the short-term accuracy, that's not going anywhere. He, he has the ability to hit all, on all the all the short passes. But he's got to have a clean pocket. He's got to have a place to be able to set up. And if he doesn't have that, then there's just not a whole lot that he can do. And that, that's not just him. That's the vast majority of quarterbacks out there. It sure. just gets even more, uh, you know, exponentially more important for a Tom Brady. So, you know, the, the, that team, I can't imagine why he would want to come back to Tampa. It, it wouldn't make sense for him. No. I mean, at this point, if you only have one, possibly two years left, you're going to want to be comfortable. You're going to want to give yourself a realistic chance of being able to win some games. He doesn't have either one of those things in Tampa. And he did not look very happy for the vast majority of the season. He was not a guy having fun. Oh, well, yeah, that was so, going on too. So that, that plays into it. Yeah, agreed. But, I mean, those other things are caused by his decision to play. So, if anything, I think uh, this you might as well have fun doing it. You gave up everything else for it. So, you know, you ought to be able to enjoy it a little bit. 
And, you know, look, I think there are two or three teams. It's the Raiders. In my mind, Raiders are far, far and away number one. McDaniels. Yeah, 100%. Makes sense. And if I'm I'm Tom Brady, I'm going, okay, Josh McDaniels, I can walk in. I know the offense already, so my job's easy. I've got Devontae Adams, the best receiver that I've had since Randy Moss in 2017. Uh-huh. Uh, I've got Darren Waller, who's my tight end to replace Rob Gronkowski. So, like, they're made up in a in a similar vein of the best Patriots teams. Now, are there still things they need to work on? 100%. But the offensive line is the main thing that they need to focus on. And if you had a, a decent amount of cap space, which the Raiders happen to have, and they're going to free up even more once Carr's out of there, uh, you can definitely focus on getting that offensive line where you need it to be. So I just think total comfort, Raiders make a ton of sense. And I think they would they do whatever he wanted done to be able to make it happen. Uh, outside of that, yeah, there are some others. I mean, the Niners we already talked about. Some people say the Jets. I just feel like they're still a little too young for him to want to to go through that. But, man, they're not that far off. I mean, they got some real talent there. Uh, but I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen. Just my personal thing. I don't I don't think the Jets will go. Uh, still, you know, we were talking last week about what do the Dolphins do with their Tua problem, right? Going into next season, and and uh, look, I I don't think Brady would go there. But the reason I don't think he'd go there has nothing to do with the team. Has nothing to do with Tua. It's because they already got busted for tampering, trying to get Brady there in the first place. So I just think that door has closed. I don't think you could then turn around and legitimately sign with the team without it being somewhat controversial. And I don't think the guy wants too many more things to mar his legacy beyond you know, what's already there. So, um, so those are the ones. I mean, of course, again, you see the Carolina Panthers of the world and teams like that. But a Brady doesn't need to go to that type of a situation. I'd retire. Before I, you know, before yeah. I did that, so sure. here's what I'd say to that. Only because of the Michigan ties, um, is Ross the owner of the Dolphins is a huge um, Michigan booster. He, you know, he graduated from there, yep. and so yeah. that is why they got in trouble a few years ago. Was because of the whole, you know, him wanting to get um, uh, Brady to come down there. Um, yep. But I, I think to touch on not only just Brady. Um, if you think about the major quarterback rotations that are going out there, the rumors, you know, Rogers trying to figure out where he's going to go. So I think it's going to be kind of like one of those domino effects with David Carr too out uh, as the Raiders quarterback is that whatever one settles, the opportunity to open itself up that much more. So say Brady comes out of Miami, then Rogers decides to go to San Francisco uh, or, you know, or to the, to the Jets even, you know what I mean? So I, I think with Carr, Rodgers, and Brady being out there and them being able to still do what it is that they do as a quarterback position and be successful, that I think once that one domino falls, if it does fall, then you can see the other ones going to these other destinations to become their for quarterbacks sure. uh, for the future. Yeah. And I, I truly, truly, um, you know, wouldn't be surprised with Rodgers and Brady having that, um, that connection to LA, uh, the Raiders are absolutely a sweet spot for them because we all know that's barely an hour flight back to Los Angeles, yep. a three hour car drive or the Tesla tunnel will get you there in two minutes. However you want to fig- you know, play it out. I'm just saying that that is a sweet spot for somebody that wants to go there. And you're right. The weapons are in place for them to succeed. Yeah. And well, and don't forget that the, uh, Super Bowl 
is in uh, Las Las Vegas <laughs> this next year. So yeah, uh, yeah. So it's an interesting a, setup. There's that. There's, a, there's one big reason why I don't think he would go to the Raiders, uh, and that's their defense. Uh, yeah, he is 16 of the 19 seasons he's played. He's had a top 10 defense. And so wow. now you go to the Raiders who have like what 27th uh, this year, 28, something like that. So I, I don't know that uh, he can, he can put up enough points to, to overcome their ineptness on that side of the ball. But and if you I don't have know cap space, if you have cap space, and the only two things that you need to focus on are offensive line and, and, and your overall defense. And I'd have to go through their defensive roster to figure it out. But I feel like you could plug some holes pretty quickly. So yeah. taking a, he would need some chance. assurances. Yeah, you're yeah. taking a chance for sure. Yeah, that yeah. all those guys would gel, especially the offensive line just needing – I mean, yeah, you'd have to overhaul that. I mean, that's the thing, though. What They're past – three number one draft picks, not even on the team any longer. So it's just such a hole that it put them in, but yeah, Brady makes the most sense to me and, and uh, with the Raiders, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? (sighs) Did that do, I I swear to you, he hated football this year. Like I think this year was just the year he was like, God, this sucks. I'm sick and tired of this. <laughs> like, this just sucks. I could be doing so many other things. Like, he's yeah. so – except for when it came down to, like, when it was getting close and, you know, they, they were making the playoff push. Then you yeah. kind of saw a new spark. I mean, um, uh, you know, uh, was it Christian Watson? I mean, all of a sudden became this, you know, this new receiver for him and, and everything. But he missed Devontae. I, I, yeah. I, he'll come back. I, I just – I don't – I don't know. I mean, but is do, it with the Packers? Do they want him back? I, I don't know. Sure, they, I feel like they're all just done with each other at this point. Feels I, like I, it. Yeah, just uh, no. I don't think he'll come back to the Packers. But I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to cut him and just let him go wherever he wants? Like, is he going to pull one of those deals? You know, Brett Favre's and go to Minnesota? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think they're going to try and control where he goes at some point, or you know, somewhere or the other, because they don't want him to go to Chicago. They don't, you know, they don't want him to go anywhere. Yeah. And within the division, so I, I, it's going to be difficult for them just to cut bait and just say, "Hey, all right, see you later. Thanks for the memories." It feels like a disgruntled well, marriage who's just staying together for the kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it is. Yeah, you're I, right, right. yeah, and I have to see his contract situation on what the walk away this year would. I just don't have it in front of me, but um, but I'll tell you a team that I think could be a really interesting one as it pertains to Aaron Rodgers, the Tennessee Titans. And this is a team that you've got your running back. Like they, they're competitive team and they don't have a quarterback. They're going to make a play for somebody. Is it a Derek Carr? It won't be a Brady. Do they make a play for a Derek Carr? Do they make a play for someone who's just like, you know, an off the radar type of uh, a person, uh, you know, Sam Darnold or somebody, um, You know, if I'm them and I actually think I'm a competitive team, I'm probably throwing my hat in the ring on on Aaron Rodgers. You guys don't think so? I mean, yeah, I don't know what the Tannehill situation would be contract-wise either, and then they still have Malik Willis. Are they going to give up on Malik that quickly? What was he, third round? Third or fourth? Um, Yeah, but I don't think it's given up on him, right? I I think, you know, you're going to have – 
uh, you know, and Aaron Rodgers is only going to be there for a year or two. He's not going to play very long. Yeah. Right? This is like the Niners wouldn't be giving up on Brock Purdy if they signed Tom Brady. I think it's it's kind of the same type of a thing. If anything, I feel like, you know, Malik then gets to sit behind Aaron Rodgers and learn. Um, they could pitch it to Malik just like, hey, it worked for Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, so, I, you know, again, I don't know. I just think they're one. They're a team that I don't hear mentioned very often as being in the quarterback hunt. And, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill's not the not the answer for them. And so beyond that point, they haven't seen enough to think that it could be Malik Willis. So if you don't know that it's Malik Willis and you don't think or you're pretty sure it's not Ryan Tannehill, it's got to be somebody who's not on your roster right now. Now, What uh, kind of wide receiver moves would they have to make for that to happen? Yeah, go back and play. Have Rodgers come in? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you can't can't jump into – I'm going to throw to a Conquo and and Robert Woods, and those are my number one and number two. Yeah, who they gave there? up a lot for Robert Woods. Traylon Burks played really Traylon, well for yeah. them this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was down the, the stretch. Rookie, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, he was the rookie that came out and did some some stuff because he was injured in the beginning of the year. But you go you back know, to the uh, Eagles and offer two first rounds for AJ Brown. Well, I was going to say, back. I think I think Traylon Burks <laughs> is who, is who they brought in uh, with because, the draft pick from right. the AJ Brown yes. trade. So, yeah. uh, and they really felt like he was a very similar build and style as an AJ. So they kind of felt, and they were hopeful, hey, we might be able to get a, a discount AJ Brown here. You know, so similar build, similar similar skill set uh, for a lot less money. Uh, they, I don't think they know if they have that yet because of you know him him spending some time injured and, and things like that this year. And can Rogers make so, them better? Uh, you know, I think he's the kind of guy that could. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a big question mark on the receiver. And he's going to need a home. So honestly, I mean, if you're looking at it, where do you want to go? Where is where where is it appealing? Well, you're not going to want to go to Carolina any more than you would probably want to go to Tennessee. And also, not for nothing, Tennessee has no state income tax. So, you know, that does play a role, and as it should, in people's decision-making. Um, you know, when, you, when you're, for the smart when you're ones. playing and, and making – yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And so you look at a Tennessee, and if I'm Aaron Rodgers, hey, I got uh, – you know, if I want to play two more years, but I can, I can go to this team and, uh, and have no state income tax, maybe I can take a little bit less money to have them build the team because I'm not getting taxed. So there are some things there that, you know, they, that I think could come into play as well. So well, and what prevents Rogers from going to the Raiders? Nothing at all. Nothing at all that I know of. Again, I don't have his contract in front of me, but, but I, I, if they want him, you know, I think that's, I think the thing that's starting to come into play for preventing Aaron Rodgers is teams wanting to deal with Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers himself. He is <laughs> yes. he is his own worst enemy. That's and, you know yeah. what I mean? And like yeah. you know, you were you were mentioning it earlier where, where we could see him landing because he's such a he comes across as a spiteful person. Um, I could see him going to Minnesota. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just be like, like, like I'm saying. trying to I, I'm, I'm gonna get back at you guys. You know, just yeah. his personality lends itself to to come across that way. Obviously, we yes. don't know any of these people, but that's. Yeah. Seeing him, how he interacts with people, how he talks. He doesn't talk to his own family. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. he refuses to speak to his own family because yeah. he didn't like the way, you know, he didn't like their attitudes. So, I mean, yes, he's, he's a guy that holds grudges and he's, he's, he, he's petty. Uh, and that's not always a bad thing. But, you know, I do think in Vegas, look, it could be interesting. I mean, certainly the Devontae thing 
uh, is going to play a role there. And Devante has said that he wants to be involved in the decision making on quarterback. Um, you know that that uh, I, we have no idea what you know Devante's thought process would be on that. Uh, you know, maybe he's thrilled that he got away from him and he has no interest in playing with him again. Uh, he left when he had a chance. Uh, it's, it's hard to know, but uh, I think, I think there were a few teams and we've knocked them out. Right. I mean, and honestly, I don't even know why San Francisco is looking, but they seem to be on the list for people, but then it's Raiders, it's jets, it's Titans, um, and again, possibly Dolphins, even though I think they're probably going to go with Tua uh, coming into to this year as well. So, um, so well, I think those are your too, big right? teams. I'll, I'll give you a team. I, I, I got one that I just thought of too. So you go, you go first. I, I want to give you a team where I think he would do good at, and and for multiple reasons. So, of course, you're playing in Green Bay. You've got the weather. You got everything else you got to deal with. Why not go to a place where you could be in a dome? What about the New Orleans Saints? <laughs> nice. That's an interesting one. That's interesting. They were seven and nine this year, seven and ten this year. And honestly, it's quarterback play that probably kept them from being better than 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 that. Yeah. Hard to argue. I mean, they were one game out of the you know, uh, of um uh, the division lead, which I mean, you know, they were incredibly weak eight, division. <laughs> very weak division. <laughs> there for the having home game. You know, in the playoffs, yeah. when your division, you get a home game. I think they make a lot of sense there. That's, you want, a, that's an interesting team. You want to take the ball out of Taysom Hill's hands? Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Come on. Tight end, Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah. But, you yeah. know, the other thing, too, I'll throw another team out there that, that I feel like something's going to have to happen with. I don't know what it is. And I don't know that it's an attractive destination for the record. But the Washington Commanders. He's been I linked mean, there. He was linked there last year. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to, they're not going to stick with Wentz. They don't seem to be fully sold on Taylor Heineke. Uh, they, they have a lot of really good pieces. I mean, when you look at yeah. what that team has right now, they've got, I mean, between uh, 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 Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, I mean, they, they've got some some offensive weapons. Uh, yeah, Brian, Brian Robinson, Robinson running the ball. Yeah, yeah they, Gibson been, catching the balls on the backfield. That's right. I mean, they, they're an attractive team. And, yeah. and and the defense, too. They've got some, some studs on defense. Yeah. Uh, so, coming I mean, back fully healthy. That's right. That, that's going to be huge for them. They're another team that's a quarterback away and another team that was, what, one game out of the playoffs? That's right. Spot. That's right. That's a pretty good one. And, I could see that. And so that's why it gets interesting to me. I could see that as well, except for the fact that you have Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, uh, and uh, who am I missing? Uh, well, and uh, an up-and-coming Giants, um, you know, offense that's working its way up. So I could see it happening. However, there are a few challenges and young quarterbacks in that division that I could yeah. see him being like, eh, eh, maybe I'll yeah. go elsewhere. Whereas, yeah, point, like point. with the Saints, you got the you know you got the NFC South, and theoretically they got nobody a quarterback. Yeah, who's in scaring those you? Divisions. <laughs> yeah, who's scaring you going <laughs> out of there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Uh, well, on. I'll tell you, I saw something just the other day, interview with um, Sean Payton. You guys may have seen this, but he's interviewing with the Houston Texans. He's talking with a bunch of you know Arizona Cardinals, various teams. And the question came up about what the compensation was that the Saints were going to want in order to give up Sean Payton's rights. And 
you know, he was somewhat vague about it, but he essentially said uh, it's looking like a mid to late first round pick. So, you know, part of that whole musical chairs thing that's going to happen with the coaching that's going on right now is also going to be teams with draft capital. And, and because wherever Sean Payton goes is going to be very appealing for a quarterback to go. And if it goes to the Houston Texans, that's not appealing for anybody. But outside of that, and I don't think he would, except they did ask him about the Texans. And his statement on them was, you know, look, they're not that far away. They only had a couple of wins, right? But they have some good young players. And more importantly, they have a ton of draft capital. And so I think a Sean Payton who's looking at it going, I can come in and kind of mold this team to be exactly what I want it to be. That could be pretty appealing to him. I don't think it's an appealing situation for an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. They're too late in their career. They don't have time to wait three or four years for that to start to come to fruition. But I I think where he goes is going to be interesting because I don't think there's any doubt that there are some people that are very, very happy that the Chargers, for whatever reason, decided to not fire Brandon Staley. (laughs) <laughs> and some of the people that are happy about it are the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> uh, you know, there there are there are plenty of people that are looking at that going, that could have easily been where Sean Payton went. And so the people that are in that Chargers division, they're super happy that they're not having to deal with a legitimate Chargers team coached by a really, really good coach. So I think that was going to be interesting. To me, I just feel like Sean Payton in Arizona makes the most sense unless he just does not believe in Kyler Murray. And I wouldn't blame him if he didn't, but I just feel like to me, that makes the most, the most sense to me uh, for him to go Uh, again, just don't know enough about their, their capital situation to determine whether or not they'd be willing to make that trade. Cause that's look, that's steep for a coach. You got to really believe not only in the coach, but in the long term of having that coach there. Yeah. And, um, a, a, a first-round pick for a head coach, you just don't see these things very often, right? I mean, coaches, you just don't see it. I mean, it's only happened a few times that we've seen, uh, you know, draft picks exchanged for coaches. So it's a uh, it's it's a rarity. But Sean Payton could be one of the very few that could 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 warrant that type of of exchange for sure. So outside of that, anything else we want to cover before we start to wrap it up for the evening? We've touched on the. Uh, the upcoming games, we've talked a little bit about some off-season moves. Uh, any coaching carousel stuff we want to discuss at all? No, we already talked uh, briefly about the uh, Chargers. Of course, they fire their um, offensive coordinator, which, again, I don't yeah. – <laughs> they scored plenty of points. Uh, he wasn't the issue. Um, something to keep an eye on is the um, the Bucks, And I, I think – honestly, I think their whole coaching – carousel there like is Todd Bowles going to be back they're already talking about whether or not Brian Leftwich will be back um, which could have some some um, some downward um, you know uh, I'm not sure what word I'm looking for here but um, it could impact things it could impact things yeah we'll we'll say that so it could impact what the Steelers do with Matt Canada Uh, there's some rumors that um that Tomlin's holding on, um, waiting, kind of not wait and see mode to see which offensive coordinators are, are fired before he makes a decision on Matt Canada. Look, Byron Leftwich, uh, since 2019, he's had the fourth, third, and the second ranked offense up until this year. Again, offensive line, I think, was just a huge, yeah. huge issue for him this year. So, 
that'd be interesting to see. Um, I, I don't know how Staley kept his job. I really don't know how. But I mean, he just he just threw his offense coordinator under the bus yeah. to try to hold on for a little bit longer. But um, yeah, I, I I feel bad for um, you know uh, for uh, for the Chargers uh, QB. I, I really do. I feel bad for uh, Herbert. Um, so we'll yeah. see. So well, and I'll tell you something else too. You know. It's going to be back in the coaching carousel this offseason again. It's going to be Eric Bieniemy, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator. I mean, this is a guy who has another MVP season out of out of quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the the Chiefs will potentially make it to another Super Bowl, another incredibly explosive offensive year. And uh, you know, will this finally be the year? Is this Carolina? Is it? You know, it clearly isn't going to be San, uh, the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but is it you know is it a Carolina like who like where does where does this guy end up fitting in? Do the Commanders make a change with Ron Rivera? Um, you know I think they're they're I don't know that they will. Um, no, because they fired their offensive coordinator and Rivera's yeah, in Scott on the, uh, the uh, he's in on the interviews for the next offensive coordinator, which looks like he's just rehashing like he, you know his Rolodex of friends and looks like yeah. you know. Uh, just bringing in same old people, so yeah, that's, that's uh, I, I don't. What the see NFL the does, they recycle that's coaches. Right. That's they it. Just recycle coaches, that's recycle exactly coaches. It. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and and I guess the only one I'm really curious in uh, is D'Amico Ryan's. Yep, I'm interested to see I where feel he's like going to he land. Has a high likelihood in in Carolina. I, I feel like Carolina is a good fit for D'Amico Ryan's. I could be off on that, but that's just that's just my initial instinct. I just feel like, man, they, well, they have a good, a good yeah. And I think they got an up and coming uh, defense there too that he can kind of yep. stat. Although, looking at the divisional round, all the coaches, I think Hefe uh, already brought it up, but all the coaches were former offensive coordinators, not a single mm-hmm. defensive coordinator nope. as a coach. That's true. It's, so it's tough, but uh, I like what D'Amico does. I. I he he definitely deserves um he, a, a shot at head coaching anyway. So yeah, I'll be curious. I, I agree. I think the the D'Amico, you know, I, again, you you look at that that Panthers defense with Brian Burns and you know anchoring that defense. I mean, you put D'Amico in there, I think those guys could just go to another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have some things to figure out on the offensive side of the ball, like who their quarterback is, and you know some of that stuff. Uh, I don't know who they plan on trying to go with, or if they're going to be in on you know these these quarterbacks in the off season. Um, but you know they they they've they've got good potential. And look outside of that, what's it going to be? Is he going to go to the Texans and be the next guy to get fired in one year? He's going to be the third black coach in a row to to have the job in an interim basis and then get fired. It just you know I, they the Texans need a permanent solution. They have to yeah. quit the band aid interim coach type things. It's making them look worse and worse as an organization to make these constant changes. Hundred percent, not a good look. No. So um, yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it'll be. I'm very curious to see how how things continue to play out in this off season. You know, the NFL now it's gotten so popular. There's not really much of an off season. There's an off season <laughs> from playing, but there's not an off season from news and and you know all of the all of the constant changes and in information that come out. So there's uh, there's plenty that happens with that. So. Uh, but yeah, man, this is going to be an up, uh, a, a fun upcoming weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, had a great time talking about it with you guys. Any any last notes from anybody before we wrap it up? No, let's uh, let's quickly though get our picks in. So Jags Chiefs. Your picks. I'm going Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, I think Chiefs. Chiefs. 
<sighs> K-Rock. Man. Well, see, this screwed me over because I predicted before the playoffs <laughs> that the Chiefs are going to get knocked out uh, in this round. And now uh, – Well, there you I go. Your to, pick's made. There my you pick go. is made. So I'm picking – I have to go with the Jaguars because I got to – There you go. It makes All me angry. Right. But you know, uh, at it's least not you have, worth doing if you don't put $1,000 on it. So, that's right. Uh, you that's definitely right. got to – You got to live definitely. it. You got to believe it. Put a thousand dollars in that quesarito on there. Double or nothing hey, on I'll that quesarito. A, I'm, I'm already plus one in the quesarito category, so we're <laughs> throw it up there. All right, so uh, Giants, Giants, Eagles. You know, I, I, until I see otherwise, I got to go Eagles. Fair enough. I'm going Giants. G-man. Hey, oh, man. Make some noise. Let's go. I like it. Wow. Big pick. I'll go Eagles. All right. (laughs) I think it's going to be a good game, though. I I Uh, like it. We're we're split on that one, Tim. Tim, Tim, you know, we're we're T Rock and and Hefe got the uh, the, the G Men. Wow, okay. The other two clowns got the Eagles. Oh, hell no. (laughs) 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 All right. So. Where we go next? Uh, Bengals, Bills. Ooh. Bills. Yeah, I'm Bills. 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 Wow. Wow, unanimous. Wow. All four on the Bills. And, and I'm not going to be shocked if we're wrong on this. Are you? <laughs> I, yeah, this, it's that game, shocked. right? We're, yeah. we're like, but if it goes the other way, not surprised. Not yeah. surprised. All right, and then Cowboys, Niners. 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 I'm going Cowboys. Ooh, Tim, you're really sticking to the whole Purdy thing. You, yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I, I, do. I like I, that I, you're, I, you're I, not backing down from what you've said about him and the fact that can he be trusted? I, I, I like your conviction. I like that you're staying with it. Good for you. You're no, right. I mean, I think he can you. be trusted. Yeah. I just don't know if he can be trusted against the likes of Michael Parsons. I mean, that yeah. dude is just an animal, and he just I agree. He's legit. Can can he shake him enough up enough to to really you know? That's it. So yeah, I'm going against. I'm going to go with the boys. <sighs> I hate I hate myself for saying it. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. If Dak plays the way he did, yeah, which team against the Bucks shows up? They're Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. They've got the defense. They've got the run game. They've got the line. It all falls, mm-hmm. and they got the receivers. It all falls on 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 Dak. With that said, he's too inconsistent this year. I don't see it happening. So I'm going to go Niners again. Not going to be surprised if Cowboys pull it out. I'm just I'm not. Uh, no. And I wouldn't have said that last week. I, I wouldn't have said that last week right. uh, based on the Agreed. way they played against the commanders. But if Dak plays the way he played, I, there's no one that can beat them. I mean, they're, they're, they are a stacked team. No one is – they can play with anyone. It's just the inconsistency is what gets it from me. So I, I would love to see it, though, man. It's going to be good because you, um, you talk about um, – uh, Michael Parsons, and and he's the guy that wants to go against the best offensive player. Well, that best offensive player is a guy that's old that we don't talk about, but that offensive lineman is Trent Williams, and mm-hmm. that dude is a wall. So yeah. <laughs> he's gonna have his hands full. So it, it it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a fun weekend, y'all. Thank it you. really is. Yeah, 
looking forward to it. So I'm sure we'll 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 be continuing to talk about all of this stuff and more. You get the horn show, man. I'm excited about this. You know, we're on, of course, YouTube and Twitter and TikTok, all at You Get the Horn Show. But now, man, with the podcast going, every basic legitimate podcasting platform, we're on it. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Radio Public, everything you can think of, man. So, so uh, you know, it's easy to be able to find us, easy to be able to, uh, to keep up with the show. Tons of content, uh, long form on the podcast, and then lots of short form stuff on the other uh, platforms. So really, really excited about being able to get that launched as well. And, uh, yeah, man, we're going to be talking soon. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. And, uh, gentlemen, we had a good time. We'll Take all talk soon. Y'all. All right, Later have a good on. one. Later.